Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome back to FNA Van Life, the podcast. I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And today we are talking to our friend D. She's also known as Lady Bug Out on YouTube. She is the sweetest woman, and she drives around the sweetest little red van that you've ever seen. It is so tiny. It's a little Connect, Transit Connect. Yeah, I think it's Transit Connect, right? I don't know my vehicle models that uh, well. But... Well, we're going to say it's a Transit Connect. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's super cute. It's super sweet. Um, I mean, honestly, it seems like it's the perfect perfect amount of space for one person if you ask me yeah and she has so many cool tips and ideas on how to make a tiny space livable i mean you think living in a van is moving into a tiny space moving into her size van is really tiny living you know what i just realized it is a ford transit that's what it is <laughs> a ford transit are you sure yes 100%. i thought there was something about connect maybe not Wow, we're obviously super prepared right now. Let's give an update from the road and tell everybody where we're at. Right now, we are sitting on the side of a riverbed, and it is absolutely gorgeous. We're in Alaska. Yeah, we've been in Alaska for over a month now, which is crazy. Every time I say over a month, I'm like, wow, has it really been that long? Time just flies by, you know? That's the reason why you have to take advantage of life. Get yourself out there doing what you want to do, because realistically... It's just a blink of an eye, and a month has gone by. I know. And so in this month, we've already toured kind of down south from Anchorage. So we hit um, Whittier, Seward, Homer, and everything in between. We did tons of stuff in the Kenai Peninsula. um, And now we're trekking back north. So we went back up through Anchorage, because that's the only way to go. And now we're coming kind of up and over, generally on our way to Valdez, Apparently, there's a salmon run that should be coming through in basically this week coming up. Yeah, and what happens during that salmon run is you happen to see plentiful amounts of bears. And they're sitting right on the side of the river with the fishermen, eating the salmon. Some of the fishermen. Scooping them out of the river, like talking National Geographic, bears eating salmon. Trying to flow upstream. Correct, yeah. So we're hoping that we get to catch that. That's like such an amazing opportunity to be there for something like that. So we're trying to make that happen. So we could show you guys on our YouTube channel what that really is like firsthand. And we're excited. We got our fingers crossed. And we're saying our prayers. So hopefully we get that perfect bear experience. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. So we're basically heading that way, but we've had a little bit of a snafu in that we had a huge water spill, just like from a water bottle. It wasn't like our water system. Um, But so we were running, rushing to get a drone shot, which is so stupid. But so I threw all of our water bottles on the bed and I one of the caps was open for one of them. And water just leaked everywhere. And at the time, before that, I put the laptops on the bed and I put the sheet, the the cover over it because I didn't want them to slide anywhere. If they did slide, then at least the blanket would kind of catch it. And Alex didn't know those things were there. So when she threw it on top, unfortunately, the water bottle soaked our other laptop, which was Alex's laptop that actually has all the information that she's been working so hard on about like a guide for Alaska. For I realized you, for you that guys. the other book that I was working on and writing is also in there. Yeah, so hopefully <laughs> both of them get uh, saved by this company. We went to a place called Rent-A-Geek in Palmer, and hopefully they can hook it up and get us all of our data back. Yeah, so we're hopefully going to find out tomorrow what's the status with the laptop. We also took Frank's old craptacular laptop that didn't even work, but he wouldn't get rid of because it had all this data on it. So we figured if we're at a laptop store, we might as well have them do both. Yep. So they're taking all the data off of both of them and 
Hopefully, Honestly, eventually hope, the other one dries out. I hope they say like black laptop, silver laptop, so then you could just go grab your shit from yours and then I could sift through all the stuff that oh, I actually want yeah, on mine, you know? Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So anyways, fingers crossed for us guys. By the time you hear this, we'll know for sure. So maybe check our Instagram stories. But the one problem is, is we are now down to one laptop, no matter what, because they're not going to be able to fix the actual laptop. So now we need to recreate a way of getting another laptop. So if you guys want to help in that situation, <laughs> I always say it, but but if you guys want to help in that situation, join our Patreon. We'll give back to you there. You guys could buy a piece of merchandise, maybe a book, something like that. Stickers. We have, stickers. We have clothing now. We have shirts and sweatshirts. If you do want to donate, you can, but we really like to make sure that you guys get something out of the deal as well. Um, but if you want to donate, you can always send money to Venmo at FNA Van Life. And that's how you get it to us. Yeah, so now I guess the catch-22 of this is that it's causing us to be much more efficient yes. because we have to get out two YouTube videos and a podcast every single week from one computer. Whereas before we had two computers to kind of bounce back and forth to, like one would be doing the podcast while the other was doing a video and blah, blah, blah. So now we just have to like be on top of our shiz. I mean, one other way that we can make this happen is if somebody out there has a hookup with a laptop. In Alaska? I, well, you never know, That's right? the thing, too. It's like, even if we went to order a new laptop, we don't really have anywhere to get it shipped here in Alaska. Like, obviously, we know how to get things shipped to random drop-off locations and UPS locations. But we just don't know how long it's going to take or where we're going to be. Yeah. So that's the that's the biggest part. So, what so we're I actually, don't want to ship, like, a really expensive thing somewhere yeah, and then... Not be able to pick it up. Yeah. And the other point here in Alaska is the UPS store that we actually originally shipped stuff to said that they charge $5 per day holding it. Yeah, so uh, we actually shipped some stuff there and it had been there almost a month, the one package. I didn't really know it was there, to be honest. Anyways, so we went to get our friend of ours, Alex. Um, she's Luna the Badass Van on Instagram, so check that out. She painted this beautiful portrait of Paco. It's like... The spitting image, the detail of this portrait, absolutely phenomenal. I cried when I opened it. I was so stoked. Now it's hanging up on a wall. She's an absolute artist. Uh, I don't know if she's doing anything like... I think she used to do like stuff like that for a living. Yeah. Like I don't... the pet... Um, art. I don't know if she's just doing it for fun now or if she's doing it like in the sense like promotion and commission and whatnot. But we will let you know if that does come to light. Um, but yeah, with that being said, let's get into D. Let's talk about D because this is the person that we're, we're doing this podcast with. And what I think is super amazing about D is that she's had such a life experience that you guys are going to get to hear about in this podcast, but like van life brings her back to that life a little bit. Well, I think van life is easier than some of the places that she's lived. Yeah. So she's very well-traveled. She's been all over the world. She's lived in completely remote, isolated places. And because of that... She said you know, 18 hours it takes to go just to get groceries. Right. So now she's like, well, yeah, if I run out of something, even if I have to drive 45 minutes to the store... That's nothing. Nothing. So anyways, yeah, let's get into this conversation with Dee. We absolutely love her. She... Um, has been a beautiful, bright light of sunshine in our lives for at least the last six months or so. Yeah, I would say even a year. Yeah. She's, she's been watching like our, our build stuff uh, from the previous build. Right. Uh, and now she, you know, just really enjoyed our personalities Actually, I don't think and that's stuff. True. I think she started watching with this build. No. Because we didn't put up that much stuff from our last build. There's a little bit of stuff from our last build. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Anyways, maybe Dee will let us know um, which build which she build, started yeah. watching. Which build? But anyways, which, we actually got to meet her in person at VanFest USA, which was super sweet. She has a smile that will brighten up your world. She's just a, a wonderful, wonderful lady. And if you don't already follow her on YouTube, you definitely have to go check out her channel because she is the sweetest lady ever. Yeah. So let's jump right into this podcast. Quit thinking about it. Call us now. Being recorded. Oh. Hey, hey, hey. Wow. <laughs> so what's up, Dee? It's good to have you here on the podcast. Hey, it's great to be here. <laughs> so we see that you're always traveling this little tiny red van, and it's so exciting to see you out on the road. Uh, what was the reason ultimately that got you into the lifestyle? 
Yeah, um, I'm going through some transitions in my life. I don't talk about that part too much, okay. but uh, in uh, in 2019, I started really looking at what I was going to do. Um, I still have a sticks and bricks. That's where I am right now, but I needed a place to be able to stay. Um, and so I was looking at apartments and housing and all of that. And then I thought, I really don't know where, you know, cause I have four kids and I don't know ultimately where they're all going to end up. So I was like, what am I going to, you know, how am I going to manage this and where am I going to stay if I get a, a house? And so uh, then I started thinking of RVs and things like that. And then I started down the, you know, that's when I, I think started watching you guys with all the, you know, Transit Connects and the promises. I, I fell in love with that, but that was like not something that was going to be doable for me. And mm -hmm. so then I just, yeah, well, and then I started going out in uh, my Dodge journey and just is that like an SUV or can, yes, like an SUV? Yep, okay. and it has no. Sorry about that. Um, mm -hmm. It has. It, it was like a no build build. I mean, so so is my Connect kind of, but uh, <laughs> and I just kind of put a shelf in there for a uh, like one of those plastic shelves that was uh, twenty five by you know thirty six, and I put two of them together and put a mattress on it and went out and did that for about a half a year, and then. Mm -hmm. I was like, I can do this. I love this. And so then that's when I started looking at, I don't know why Transit Connect, but uh, it just seemed like doable for me. And uh, yeah. So, well, and then I found the one. <laughs> especially coming from something even smaller, I guess, which is interesting because I feel like when it comes to vans, uh, the Connect is, the, or the Transit is the smallest one you could really get, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and being a solo female out there, it's kind of almost perfect. I I feel like you it don't need is. Too much yes, and uh, it's it's maneuverable for me. It's great on gas. That was the other thing because I actually was looking into people who were staying in their Priuses because I thought that is amazing. You could get so much gas mileage. You could go anywhere. And but then I was like, after staying in my journey for a while, I was like, no, I I, I need to. Yeah, I, I need a little bit of space. And my my little connect has, I mean, I, I made it so that it's got enough. I mean, I can meditate in there. I can exercise in there. Yeah. That's Can't amazing. stand up all the way, but I, I can hunch over. And, yeah. Well, so let's talk about question. that. Yeah. yeah. So not being able to stand up all the way. does that, Is that hindering your ability to like be in there? It sounds like you can do pretty much anything. No. Yeah. I I literally made it after my meditation room in my home and was like, if I'm going to be in this a long time, I've, it's gotta be, it's gotta feel like home. It's gotta be a space that I would sit in and love to be in and feel like I'm in, in at home. And so that was my kind of thought. And I even used my mat that I, I use for meditation in my home as my bed in my van because <laughs> it worked nice. perfectly. And so, yeah, that, uh, it hasn't been a problem at all. I thought it would be more of an issue than it is. And I, I actually, when, when I'm with others and it's a rainy day, people come into my van and, and mine's like the smallest one <laughs> and then love sitting in there. Cause it's just, it, yeah, it feels very cozy. So it doesn't, it doesn't feel crowded. No. I mean, compared to your guys. It must have a good positive energy in there that it's attracting everybody to come and sit inside. Right. <laughs> I hope so. Well, you're putting out all those good vibes with your meditations. Right? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, and that hundred dollar smile you got there. Ah. <laughs> what what was the was it always red or was there like a thought behind that or yes, it it was red. I had initially, I don't know if you guys have heard my little ladybug story, but it was initial. Uh, well, I had been looking for a white one because everyone was like, "You want to be stealth? You want to go white or, or gray or something that isn't stand standing out." And and I lost my mother three years ago, and her favorite little creature was a ladybug. And oh, when man. I I had been looking for like a couple months for and been test driving like vehicle after vehicle after vehicle and going and getting nowhere, and. So I was sitting down at my kitchen table one day and 
the the one the van that I have popped up on one of my searches that I had, and no kidding, a ladybug landed on the table next to me, and I was like, and I looked at the van, I looked at the ladybug, I'm like, holy crap. This is my mom, I think, telling me that this is the van. So I, I had a, I had some very uh, specific things that I wanted from a dealership uh, to that would check out, and I called them and I said, "Hey, you know, I, I need this and this and this and this." And they said, "Well, when can you come and test drive?" And I said, well, "When can you have me?" And they said, "Tonight." And I was like, "Okay." And so by that evening, I had the van. It was amazing. And then the next day I was sitting in the van with my daughter and my granddaughter and it was empty and everything. We, I was just talking about what I was going to do and this and that. And the ladybug came and landed on my head and flew away. And my daughter said, mom, that was, that was grandma. She was kissing you on the forehead <laughs> to tell oh, you that this is the right choice. Right now. That's so beautiful. That's so sweet. <sighs> So talk about meant to be. It, right? it really is. It has been in every way like the best choice I've ever, ever made in my life. I can't even can't even begin to say. <laughs> so in buying the van, what like other doors has that opened for you in terms of like joining van life and the community or just like the places that you've been and experienced? Like what have been the biggest? Yeah. I, I think it's that. I I I'm also in that season of life uh, because of all the changes in my life um, where I, you know, there's a group of friends that are just no longer <laughs> my group of friends. And I was like, what am I going to do at my age to find a group of people that I kind of resonate with and that I can hang with and like the kind of things that I like. And so uh, my, my first time out in my Transit Connect was to uh, WRTR, uh, a women's uh, rubber tramp, a rubber tramp <laughs> rendezvous uh, out in uh, Quartzsite. Mm -hmm. And it just was something that I had heard about. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. And it was it happened to be on my birthday, like the oh, week of my birthday cool. in January. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this for myself and see what it's all about. And I'd, I, I met so many great women that week and, uh, and it was just a confirmation that I, I had gone out prior to that uh, to a couple places nearby where I'm at in Illinois, uh, in Indiana, and met people. So I was like, just getting confirmed that this this was going to be a place where I could meet people and, yeah, just be out doing like living instead of just sitting somewhere rotting on a couch. <laughs> right. So was this journey like? Or the beginning of the journey more like supposed to be like a meditative journey or like a spiritual one? Or was it just like you were just sick of your old life and just ready to move on to something new and just see what was out there? It, it was more of a, I think, a journey and, it, you know, a, a coming into myself, figuring out who I was again. Awesome. Yeah. What do your kids think about the whole thing? Huh? What do your kids think about it? Uh... They love it. They they absolutely from day one. They thought I was a little crazy when I was taking out the seats of the Dodge and trying to make that into something livable. Uh, but then when they've seen this, they're like, "Oh wow! Like this is great!" And I want one. You know. So actually, my youngest daughter uh, is doing van life or starting it with her husband. So they're in the Dominican Republic right now, but they, they got a Ford uh, Econoline 350. Nice. And our, yeah. And so they're doing it all up. So. Mom's leading the charge. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. If anyone's mom was that cool that you'd be like, I want to live in a van just like my mom. Right? <laughs> it's so weird. I feel like my mom would like to be that person. But it's just so stuck in the nine to five that she would never be. Yeah. Well, and my life was never really that normal to begin with. I've my whole life I kind of traveled. I'm I'm a, a cultural anthropologist, so my work is with uh, consulting and coaching people who do international community development. And so I I lived in Bolivia for five years. And then I lived in the Dominican Republic for 22 years, I think. Uh, we had 
uh, all our children there. Or the firstborn was born in Bolivia, but then we went directly to the Dominican Republic, had three more children, then moved back to the U.S. so that I could pursue a Ph.D. Um, and then I, I, I got all but done with that. If you know what that means, it's just basically I was uh, in the stage of defending my dissertation. And then I decided that I didn't want to do it. And some, some things with my research had fallen through. And I was like, why am I doing this? Why am I, why did I want to do this? Um, I was teaching, you know, along the way at universities and stuff. And I was like, I don't know. I, 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 this doesn't feel, doesn't fit. So. And so getting the PhD would allow you to teach at universities. Is that kind of like the career path that you were looking towards? Right. Yes. Cause uh, up to then I, you know, that's kind of my, my role, um, in because we would teach webinars and seminars and conferences and things like that. So I am a kind of a teacher at, by nature. And I had been doing some teaching, some adjunct teaching. Uh, and I thought I liked it. I, I liked actually adjunct teaching better than having a, a post somewhere because it just felt boring after a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you see yourself taking some of that uh, past experience into this lifestyle with you as well? Definitely. Uh, I think my experience in Bolivia, especially it was it was off grid living. I, we were basically in the middle of a jungle in uh, eastern lowland Bolivia. And so no running water, no electricity, no, uh, no amenities, not even roads, really. And I think that is that experience really formed me uh, and and made me realize that I I was actually, you know, some people ask me, like, what is the happiest moment you can remember in your life? And I remember sitting in the back of a pickup truck because we had been picked. There were a whole bunch of us walking along this dirt road and getting picked up by a sawmill driver <laughs> with a whole bunch of wow. uh, people who were from the community sitting on the back of the truck and just for some reason going, this is life. I, this, I feel so alive right now. And so I, you know, it's a stupid, <laughs> stupid thing, but I, I look back at that and go, that whole experience really just formed me in so many ways and, and made me realize what life is about. It, it is about people and relationships and family and, uh, and living not like, so because life itself was so hard just to do the regular daily stuff. It's like, by the time you, you know, like, and, and it reminds me of van life. Like you see a lot of van lifers like this meal, that meal, going to the bathroom. This, I mean, it's, it's literally everything that you have to think about because it's not the kind of natural amenities that you have at a, a home somewhere. And it's not a given that you're going to have water. It's not a given that your next meal is going to be easy to get. It's not a yep. given that you are going to, be able to know where you go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that in, you know, this society that we're in today, we've become so comfortable with just everything being at our fingertips that we forgot how hard it is to actually get for a lot of people and um, how much we, we all take it for granted, you know, when you're living in a stationary home in, you know, urban United States, yeah. It's very easy to live, you know, um, and sometimes I think that that takes away from who you are personally. Mm -hmm. Like you forget who you are because you're not, you don't have these tasks in front of you that make you who you are. If that makes any sense at all. Yeah, no, it totally does. Like, and that's what, like, I, I think when I saw you two just kind of hashing it out and, and I know you've got some skills good skills there but to to just know that you're like you know we'll figure it out like this it's not too hard it yeah maybe it doesn't work this way okay we'll try this and yep. and I think I like I liked that attitude in you guys that you know like I saw that post earlier of like um well you guys were asking like or, or the, your podcast today was about that of just like do you know what should we keep doing should we uh move on to uh, doing more of our travels or, you know, since the build's over, are people still interested? And I really felt like for me, I, I got interested because of the build, the first build that you did. Mm -hmm. And 
and because I, I was learning and I was trying to like adapt things to my little band. Yep. And but then I fell in love with you guys. And so oh. then it was like, no, I don't really care. Like if they're traveling, if they're, you know, sitting in their van talking, I, I really didn't matter after a point because I was like what they have to offer as people is attractive to me. Uh, you know, I was at first attracted to what you, you know, you know, what you could offer me in terms of my my thinking about how I would do things in my band. But um, after that, I was just like, no, I like I, I love them. I'm going <laughs> to it doesn't matter what you guys do. So and I think a lot of people feel that way. I saw Bart's comment, too. And it's like I, I feel like people just resonate with you after a while and what you who you are. Yeah. And so you have the inside scoop, actually, because that was from our Patreon only podcast. Yeah. But if people want all that kind of inside scoop, they should definitely come and become patrons. Yes, you should. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I totally agree that like a lot of the simplicity of van life is I think what people are craving. The whole idea that like it is an event to cook a meal and it is part of your day to find your water. And it is, you know, just the simple thing of like finding a place to sleep every night makes life so much more fulfilling because it's very much like I need to do something. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to use my brain and I'm going to get it done. Whereas in a home, it's just like, here you go. You don't need to think about it. It's kind of funny using the word, the simplicity of this, because (laughs) realistically it's actually harder then in a regular home, because you, you don't have those things necessarily at your fingertips, you can make things feel like a home as much as possible in these tiny vans. But once again, it's, it's, you have to do what it takes and you have to take care of things when they come up. Like immediately when yeah. something's going on, you have to step in and take care of that situation. Otherwise, you might not be able to drive to the next spot. You might not be able to have running water the next day. You might not be able to have electricity. You know, um, you have fail safes and stuff, but they're only to a certain extent. Right, right. Absolutely. You know, like yeah. when everybody's power went out in Texas, the people that thrived were the people in vans and RVs. How crazy Well, is they that? were probably very cold. Well, so, no, yeah. they, they might have had heaters, some of them. Yeah. But what I'm saying is they had electricity. Right. They had water. Yeah. They had yeah. all the things that all the people in the stationary homes take for granted. Right. And, yeah. you know, and what they lost. And those people were coming to the people in stationary homes rescue uh, <laughs> and helping them out. Like, hey, plug into my, you know, van. Generator. Generator. Or whatever it is. And get yourself, you know, a shower or get yourself this, you know, it's kind of amazing that somebody in a van that could be deemed as like homeless or houseless, however you want to deem it, um, could be the one that actually is able to help out in a crisis. Right. Oh, yeah. Yep. Wild. Yeah. So let's talk about your little ladybug van. Yes. Um, what tiny, kind of- let's say tiny. Because <laughs> that word is used often. Yeah. <laughs> your YouTube channel and all your beautiful thumbnails. And your- <laughs> it's my so branding. and the red little van just like pops in every single photo it's so perfect i I think your mom had something in mind there when she was like go red go red (laughs) but so let's talk about your build itself so it's a tiny van do you have you know plumbing do you have solar you know just you want to like kind of lay out what you've been able to fit into this tiny space yeah it it has everything but my you know, again, my philosophy is like just to keep it simple. And it had to be something that I could do. Just like you are always saying, it's like, if you can't fix it, or if you're not prepared to fix it, like, don't go there. And so I I would sit there at night and just go, Oh, my God, like, you know, because I would watch all these videos. And I'd be like, I know nothing about, you know, I could get somebody to do electric, I could install a solar panel, I could do this or that. But then I would see these things where, you know, like the Jackery, and a solar panel that is movable. And so I'd be like, well, there's a solution for me. I can do that. Right. And then I, you know, I initially had uh, started with thinking I would get an in like a sink that went in and uh, do all of that. But then I remember actually when we lived in Bolivia, we had what was uh, like a, 
an inverted bucket with a shower head that you would pump once and it would turn on and then you'd stop it by doing the same thing. And we just have a bowl. And that was our, that's how we washed our hands. That's how we washed our dishes. That's how we did everything. So I was like, why don't I just do that? Instead of figuring out how I'm going to, in my little space, it was more important for me to have water that I, Mm. that was potable water to drink and do everything with than to have then another space for gray water tank. And so I initially had it set up like that, but then I'm like, why am I, why am I going to carry around this water? I need another, you know, two or three or five gallons of water, water, drinking water. drinking water. So then I was like, I'm just going to take that out, replace it with, you know, this, uh, it was like, a a dog shower that has an actual pump attached to it. And it has a a shower head then attached to it. And so I run, and then I ran my little USB rechargeable faucet. That's an electric pump, uh, down it just has a tube and I just cut a hole in that and stuck a tube in it so it serves as my faucet so I I had running water that comes out of that and then when I need a shower I just turn on the pump underneath and can have a shower and so that's all and then I I use a uh a little metal pitcher that kind of cools my water and because I don't have refrigeration so uh, it serves as that and then I have a like a spittoon bowl that I brush my teeth and I do other things. And then I use a spray bottle to wash uh, dishes and stuff like that. Nice. Uh, and, you know, unless I, I, I do have a, one of those collapsible tubs, if I am somewhere like in a, a campground or a place that has running water, then I'll absolutely do that. But in the meantime, I have all these solutions for how can I do this? If I'm like totally off grid, if I'm totally like out in the boondocks for, you know, two weeks, three weeks at a time, can I do this? And I can. Um, right. And even, you know, so and I don't know if you've seen my, I get laughed at all the time from my toilet uh, because basically, again, simple is better. And I saw you guys do that with the diverting. You know, we, we actually did that in Bolivia too. It's like, if you divert the urine from the VCs, it doesn't smell as much. You can, we would just like the, the urine was diverted through a tube that was just went into the grass. And then the, the, the feces was composted and, and by, yep. you know, you put lime over it or whatever ash. Yep. And, um, so I was like, I can totally do that in the van, <laughs> but I just got to see what fits, you know? And so yep. mine is literally a, a little compost bin from Ikea <laughs> that, <laughs> that I just put a bag in and that's how I do number two. And I, I use uh, horse pellets that kind of break down into sawdust and doesn't smell. It has like a light pine scent. And then mm-hmm. I have a pea jar that I pee in. And I, I used to use a, a shiwi and stuff. And that was just like an extra step. I was like, why? Cause I always felt like I had to clean it after I peed. So I'm like, right. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pee into the thing. And then I don't need to worry about that. You know, right. Minimalism, you know? So, so one thing you did say that I know everybody's probably asking the question out there. You said you don't have a refrigerator. So uh-huh. how do you utilize, like what, what type of food do you eat? So that way you don't have to use refrigeration. Uh, because I know that everybody's like, wait, like, you can go off grid for three weeks with no refrigerator. With no refrigerator yeah. yeah. And well, I lived five years without a refrigerator. Um, and that, that actually is what taught me is, that, you know, again, I think we, we, in, in our culture, we are so enculturated to think that everything needs to be in the refrigerator where people lived for hundreds and thousands of years without a refrigerator. There's lots of ways to get around that. I, in my van, it's enough to have, I have like an insulated soft cooler uh, from Trader Joe's, like the kind that you just, it's, you know, pretty big. I have a smaller one too, depending on how long I'm going to be out. But if I put like regular, I don't even put ice in it or a cooling thing in it. I just put, you know, so I I eat pretty much whole foods uh, anyway. Like, so I'll I'll have apples, I'll have uh, cuties, I'll have avocados, I'll have carrots, uh, celery, things that will stay crunchy even without, you know, actually better. I did a whole thing on uh, spinach that I had left in there for like 10 days and it was still crispy and good after 10 days. Wow. So uh, because it didn't have water, it didn't have moisture. Yeah. moisture. So, yeah. yeah so it, even in the refrigerator, I put my lettuce and stuff with uh, paper towels so that it absor- mm-hmm. absorbs that um, and it stays longer. So, so things like that, um, I, and I do have these little pouches that uh, don't really require, you can 
put water in it or you don't have to, but they're um, basically organic uh, quinoa and brown rice, and they have all sorts of different flavors and varieties of that. So I'll use my little butane uh, stove and just warm that up. It takes like 15 minutes. I'll add fresh vegetables or whatever I have. And, you know, and, and it's really not as hard as people think because there is access to going to it. You know, like I, obviously after a while, you're not going to have fresh vegetables. I mean, and that was true in Bolivia too. We would, we would go like for a couple of weeks, you have this plenty, you know, where you're eating all these great, you know, vegetables and stuff like that. But then after a while you're like, oh shoot, like we need to do a run into town, which would yep. take us, you know, a, a good 18 hours to get to, wow. to stock up. And so that's the same thing. I, I can drive a half hour, an hour into town and stock up. So it feels easy to me. Uh, just what from what I have had to go through. So I have not, I don't miss it. And I, I again, I like my water stays cool um, through the little, because we, we did that in uh, as well. It's like you have a, a clay pot. I, I love the, the Berkey's. I would love to get oh, one. Yeah. I just don't, I'll have to figure out, maybe I'll just replace my whole faucet system with one of those. But I was Berkey. actually thinking <laughs> the other day, because our pump is doing this weird thing where it's just like, continually is like you and know burp, it just goes it goes so like it, we wasn't using the water but it's making noise it and then we actually burnt out the fuse for it the other day probably because it was just continually we're leaving it on. Like, thinking so i didn't it. put an accumulator in which would stop that from happening because we don't have much space down there but i'm sure i could find like a small accumulator install that and it would go away but anyway so my idea with the yeah. burking is <laughs> i like was getting annoyed that i had to keep turning the water pump on and off and then I'm like, why am I not just using the Berkey has a spout on it that I could literally just like doop, doop, get my toothbrush wet, you know, brush my teeth, do the whole thing, rinse from the Berkey. Like, well, the what's the difference? Interesting part is that we could even use the base camp heater as our uh, as our actual um, faucet as well. Uh, but all we would have to do is add the water to that, you know, to the like bucket, a small, a small bucket. And then put the pump in, and then it's like a shower head. Yeah. And do dishes as well as take showers through that directly. Right. So. And that's, that's what I basically, my little pump, and I started with that idea of just using the shower head that's attached to the, the dog pump. But then um, I found this little USB thing and, and looked like a sink, you know. But I just <laughs> attached it with um, magnets so that yeah. it's literally on the cabinet with a strong magnet. And I, so I can, if I need to, I can move it, but it, it holds. And yeah, you could do something where you would mount that little head onto something and. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Good to go. Indeed. <laughs> so if anybody hasn't seen your van tour, they have to go and watch it because they can get all of these amazing ideas and yeah. actually like visualize, you know, what you're talking about. Cause it just like everything you say, I'm like, oh, that's such a smart idea. I, such I, a smart idea. I actually <laughs> loved your shower idea with the back doors. Uh, I thought that was a, a great setup um, after watching your video. And I was like, man, you got you can have the tiniest little space and you can make anything happen. Like you just got to be innovative or even just watch people's videos like yourself yeah. and other van lifers out there like ourselves. And you could come up with a pretty unique idea that serves you perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Well, necessity is the mother of invention, right? That's what they right. say. And that's what, it just takes a little ingenuity. And uh, that I, I'm going to do a video or a yeah, video in the future of the things I changed. And one of the things I, I used to have a, one of those pop up tents with the, the bucket and a, a um, shower head on it and stuff. And it just was too like I again, I had to figure out all these different places to store all that. And with no, you know, very little storage in my van, I was like, this is not working. So how, like, I, again, I would sit there, and, like, I'd get no sleep when I was doing all this and be like, okay, what's the solution? I know there's a solution, <laughs> you know, and then that came and I was like, I don't need to carry anything extra except the shower curtain, which folds up really on the, and the mm -hmm. shower rod. And I use that even when I don't use it for a shower, just as like a breezeway, basically. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. So like a privacy curtain. Yeah. So that way you can open up your doors and nobody can really look right in. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a, such a smart idea. It's great to have things that you could utilize in three or four different ways. It's like the, um, the person that is, uh, 
a survivalist, right? They have tools, every single one of their tools they can use at least in three different ways. And then as you're living as a survivalist, you're learning how to use those tools in even more different ways. So that way, you know that you don't need to carry this extra thing because you could use this one tool to do all those things. You know, it's like a Swiss army knife, right? You kind of, you kind of have that inside. That's what your van is just like a moving Swiss army knife. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys had a lot of good ideas. I mean, like, seriously, I ate your videos up. I mean, just, it was, I I always learned something new. I, I love your style and everything. And it's, yeah. So well, thank you so much. That means a lot to us, especially from somebody like yourself, who I feel like is, is also an innovator in, in the space, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great to see you thriving out here and just really enjoying life. And like, yeah, like you could see it on your, on your aura, on your face. Like you always just seem to be so happy. Uh, and I think it's because of the life path that you've chosen, you know? Thank you. Was YouTube part of the plan when you moved into the van or like how did that all come together (laughs) I have no idea what I'm doing no well so that was funny because when I was in uh at at the WRTR in January uh, like people were very interested in my band which was very odd to me that like people were just literally coming I was like doing band tours daily because people was like what what are you what are you doing in here and they really loved it and enjoyed it and then Carol from Glorious Life on Wheels had seen my van and she said can I interview you I have a YouTube channel and I would like to interview you and it almost didn't work out because uh, she, her daughter um, was in school at the time and she was trying to do it within the van and she wasn't getting Wi-Fi. And she's, she like, called me, she said, I don't think it's going to happen. I said, no problem. Don't worry about it. And I wasn't prepared to do it anyway. And then all of a sudden she's like, wait, can, I have a half hour. Can you do this? And she came and did it. And then that video like was, oh, wow. was one of her most yeah seen videos. And she was the one who said, you've got to do this, Steve. Yeah, I think your, your story resonated with my, you know, she told a little bit more of my story than I'm yep. even willing to tell. And uh, she says it, it will resonate with my viewers. And, and then afterwards, she's like, you can do this. Like, can, can And I was like, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I don't know. Any. And so then I was talking at home and my son, who's 14, he's been doing, oops, sorry. <laughs> he's okay. been doing um, like, streaming videos and uh, Twitch and all that stuff. And and I had equipped him very much with like like editing equipment, camera equipment. My other daughter's a a videographer and and photographer. And so when I came back and I I was just kind of talking about it, he's like, you should. And I'm like, no, I can't do it. And he's like, I'll do it, mom. I, I can, I can help you with that part. That's easy for me. I was like, all right. Well, as long like, so we did a one, which was like a follow-up to all the questions I was getting on Carol's yeah. uh, and, and so uh, like how I made my bed. And so I said, well, we'll do this one and see how it goes. And that went well. <laughs> and yeah. so, and I said, okay, as, as long as it's fun, we'll keep doing it. Like as yeah. soon as it stops being fun, then I don't want to stress him out. I don't, you know, and he's, he's um, online schooled anyway. So he is, uh, he does everything here. And so uh, for him, it, you know, he, he can make the time for it and uh, it's not too much. So if it gets overwhelming for him, then I'll just do a live stream or something. So the real truth behind your YouTube channel is that your 14 year old son, son is running it. There you yes, go. <laughs> absolutely. Now we know why. He, knew he, he was like, mom, don't get too upset. Like, you know, it's really hard. Like, so if, you know, if you get like, 50 views like the first time out that that'll be tremendous like don't don't get your hopes up and I'm like I, <laughs> yeah I'm like I have no expectation honey I have no idea what I'm doing and um so then when we put it out and it was like <laughs> I got like yeah I got like in the first week I got 2,000 subscribers and um and he was like mom this like this is a good thing I'm like really yeah. and he's like yes this is a good yeah. thing and so and and yeah by by the end of that third week I was monetized and everything I didn't even know any of that kind of stuff so it it was crazy so was he the one who set up your google adsense and all that good stuff too 
Um, no, actually, I did. I, I did all that. But like, uh, yeah. I did my Patreon <laughs> even. I love it. That's so funny. That's awesome. So now your kid's 14 years old. Um, where- is he your youngest? He is. He's my youngest. Yeah. yeah. Is he the only one still at home? Yes. Yes. All yeah. my, my I have three girls and they're all married and out of the house. Well, yeah. except with COVID, uh, two of them came back to live in the house and yeah. yeah it just makes situation a bit easier you know money wise i'm sure a lot of people have lost their jobs and uh well a lot of people we know have moved back in with their family yeah. and stuff yeah. like i feel like if we weren't in the van we that probably would have moved their family too also, yeah we were oh, yeah in a little apartment in new york city like yeah. imagine being stuck in there for a year and a half like the only difference we would have had would have been uh the fact that my job would have kept going I think for yeah. a little while. I feel like we pro- anyways, probably both would have. I would have been like, Frank, you need to quit your job. We're getting the heck out of here. This is horrible. Like, You'd be like, we're no. going to Canada. We're moving into a van. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me ask you, how often, like, what would you say your percentage of time, like in the van versus at home? Mm-hmm. Like how often are you actually like roaming on the road? Yeah. Um, it just depends on on when Aaron's father is home, basically, mm-hmm. and uh, and and other activities that are happening at at home. Uh, but so so what van life for me affords is a play. You know, when when I need to, I just hop in it and drive away, and right. I can be gone for as long as I need to. And uh, and this summer, I'm I'm home for a bit, although like all all my or uh, several of my kids are going to the Dominican Republic. Um, which is where their dad is at. And uh, then, so I will, I'm kind of staying here to film some stuff so that I can take some longer trips during uh, the fall. Nice. So, so that's cool. the idea. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, does your 14 year old son come with you on the road sometimes? <laughs> he, he hasn't yet. He will. I think okay. I, I'm uh, figuring out another solution of that. Cause okay. I, I had my daughter come with me. Uh, to a retreat that we went to in North Carolina. And that actually worked out well. We kind of slept head to foot on the bed because it's it's a it's a 40 inch wide and 76 inch long or whatever that is, 77 inch long. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we fit in it fine. Um, but but yeah, I don't think my son would want to sleep with me like that. So yeah, yeah. I I'm actually thinking of getting a clam pop-up tent that uh-huh. I can put out the side of my van or even maybe the back and make like mm. a little extra room where he could then yeah. set up. Yeah, his yeah. So, Another thing that goes in my mind would be like the, I don't know how tall your son is. Um, but if he's not too tall, you might be able to put swivel seats on swivel both of your seats this way uh, and then put a bed across the two of them. Uh, yeah, he, no, he's tall. He's taller than okay. me. Yeah, he's about. <laughs> right, well, He'd be like a little cocoon position. <laughs> not working. Well, and the other thing I thought of is like building a deck on top of my van and having it be like for a tent space if I ever needed yeah, it. Yeah, really that'd be cool. Because cool. then wow. you're off the ground too. Because I feel like yes, some, like something I think about in tent camping is like the safety of it. Like obviously yeah. you're out in the middle of nowhere or whatever the case might be, but having the elevation from the ground to the roof yep. yeah then kind of like, <laughs> yeah even for critters and, yeah like yeah in, yeah. The, in the desert i think of that too i'm just like yeah snakes yeah animals them. water like if there's a state of emergency in any type of way that just like all of a sudden happens like a you're, flash flood like a flash flood you're up above you don't have to worry about getting wet at all i think it's a great idea to have something on the roof and i think for your build you, you want to help me build it I, I mean, not, not a problem at all. In Alaska right now, and we could just bug you on over. Honestly, if we're coming down that way and we're going to be somewhat in the same area, I'd be more than happy to help you build yeah. something like that. Plus, that would be an amazing YouTube video for your channel, like building your roof deck. Yeah. Right? And uh, and you have all the real estate up there because you don't have solar panels. Yeah. Have his, do you have a fan up there even? No, nope. Nope. no. So, like, it's completely ready to put any type of deck you want up there. I know, I know. Oh well, good. Yeah, that I, I I'm glad you guys kind of uh, confirmed for me that that would be the better idea because I, I was going back and forth between that, but I haven't like mm-hmm. taken action on either of them yet. Mm-hmm. Um, the easier but, idea would be, of course, to just throw the tent on the ground. But <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I love the idea of being um, elevated in some type of way. 
uh, mm-hmm. off of the ground. I just as long as you're smart. like strapped down, I guess, because then if you yeah. can get like well, you, high winds pick up or something, you'd put yeah. you'd put hook downs like yeah, I, you I can have hook downs, yeah, and, and then and then carabine it down. You know that yeah. way it doesn't go anywhere. I think um, we need to get a pop-up tent for our room. Yeah, yeah. There you go. A guest, when, a guest when, room. Right? When, when friends ever decide to come and hang out with us, you know. It's funny. We built our first den with the intention of, like, one friend being able to come and spend the night, like, mm-hmm. sleeping on the couch area. And legitimately, not one person came out. Not, like, people talked about it. But even then, they were like, oh, we'll just get a hotel. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay. Well, Spend the money. It's funny because yeah. I don't. Our friends Tio Aventura, Chase was talking in one of their recent videos. He's like, if I was ever going to do a build again, I would never even worry about the fold out couch because nobody comes to visit. Literally nobody. They had every it's intention like, to have people come and visit, and nobody came and visited. You know, and I think it. I think it has to do with the fact that we like to call them normies. You know, normies <laughs> don't really see the appeal in the aspect of staying inside a van overnight pooping in a bucket and yeah i mean, I mean you can share my bucket i'm, not, I'm like no you can't share my bucket you gotta go dig a hole <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah no that it's true and i had to kind of let go of that too I, and i you know even that idea of the passenger seat i keep it there just in case like one of my kids wants to come with me or something but there, there have been times when I'm like, is that really a reality that's ever going to happen? You know, I mean, yeah. even even with any of them, they, you know, they could drive. And I mean, my son will be driving in a couple of years anyway. So he'd probably opt to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. so looking a couple of years down the road, is this something that you see yourself continuing? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, I, yeah. I there's nothing that compares to it. I, I definitely will keep my because I think this will become like passive income for me in that's, my retirement. And uh, it actually has an in-law suite attached to it. That's where one of my daughters is living right now with her right. husband. And I, I think what I would do is figure out a way that I could have that as kind of a home base if ever, mm-hmm. or, or even any of my children needed to, you know, have, have a place, yeah, but mm-hmm. then rent out the, the larger part of it. And then I'm kind of, yeah, set. I'm yeah. Set. I, I, tell everybody that's getting into this lifestyle if they could use that as a passive income like to rent out their actual home rather yeah. than selling it if they don't have to sell it yeah. you know yeah. I, I think that's me and alex obviously have looked into that in the past when we well first the market the is so crazy right now a couple that of people it, that we know who are just moving into their vans we're gonna do that but then their houses could sell for so much that they're all selling their house that it's like oh yeah. like i might as well just sell and pocket the cash but so for us they I don't think, have kids that yeah. you know we're gonna be coming and going yeah. and, and yeah. it's also like a long-term play of creating the income property that's yeah. actually paying you every single month instead of just having like the lump sum in your bank account yeah right, right. And for us, like, we right now since the market is so high wouldn't even be able to begin to start to buy something because several of my kid, you know, my uh, one daughter was living on an organic farm and doing stuff like that. And so I could see in the future, maybe having that, you know, like where they're having a plot of land where I would do a tiny home. And I would enjoy that, I think more because it is, I think, rather than being sedentary, as you grow older, it's like, why? Like, all, like, what would I do? I mean, I, I, I keep myself busy always, but mm-hmm. it's like, this just is a- appealing to me because it, yeah, it, it, ha- it holds a lot of things that I really enjoy and I meet such great people. So mm-hmm. I think I would, yeah, I wouldn't thrive uh, doing the other for very long. Mm-hmm. Do you think the community aspect of van life has been the biggest thing that has kept you or drawn you in even more uh, to the lifestyle? Yes, definitely. Definitely. I've met so many wonderful people and I keep in touch with them. I mean, I was just on, uh, yeah, and we're, you know, doing meetups and things like that. It's amazing. Yes. And, and it I was so nice have... to meet you at Van Fest. 
Yeah, yeah, we wish we could have went out with you, but unfortunately, you got <laughs> so busy. For oh us. no, I knew that. I, I actually in that the video that I did for that, I cut out a whole part where I was explaining myself to you guys. Basically, I'm not a crazy woman. I'm not like I must have seemed like so weird. Like coming up to you, you're like, who is this lady? No, no actually, actually, the funny part is we knew who you are. Like we we knew who you were in particular because of the fact that you are a Patreon and whatnot as well. Yeah, on YouTube and on YouTube channel and, and like you you're a big part of our community, I feel like. So like when you came up, we knew exactly who you were. We didn't feel like you were a stranger, <laughs> even though it could feel that way sometimes. Um, especially when you're meeting somebody for the first time that you've only spoken through social media, you know, in some type of way or digitally in some type of way. Uh, it, it could be almost confusing. Yes, yes. Yeah. So do you have any plans to go to other events coming up? Yeah, in uh, in September, I'm going to the Gutted. Do uh, you guys hear about that? Uh, no, where where, where's that one? So that's there's in so Alamosa, many. Colorado. Colorado, ooh. Uh -huh. that's it's like on a private property, but they're, uh, they're going to basically gut two vehicles and oh, then build them. It. Yeah. Is that um I think Linnea is in is uh -huh, and Aquila. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Um I seen it on her story and uh, I was like, that is interesting for sure. I was it just two I vehicles? Wish you guys were down here. Yeah, I think it's a yeah, I think it's a bus and a van. A bus and a van, okay. Yeah. And it's like and, basically and then they have two teams yeah. versus van builders, and yeah. you have like a day or is it a week? It's it's four days, but I don't. Okay. I think they have to build it in three. Okay, I'm not sure, like because gotcha. then the judging and all that stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. That's oh so gosh. interesting. I'm I'm like, I'm kind of glad that nobody reached out for me for that because then it would just been another thing I would have tacked on the yeah. list. It would have been interesting. <laughs> it would. Uh, you know. Uh, well, I'll cover it for you guys. I'll tell you what it's yeah. all about. Yeah, 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 how it turns out because I don't think there's been an event like this. Ever, ever before nope, ever. yeah no i think it's new yeah so funny because um a bunch of us have thrown around around the idea of doing like a creator's build um and mm -hmm. like uh when we were in um eugene last fourth of july we were tossing around the idea with a bunch of other like people that we met on the road and via the social media and everybody was like kind of creators and diyers so yeah. it would be like all diyers throwing together a specific van and then we would have like raffled off the van or whatever, but it would, it would have uh, just been so different. And we were going to use just like random things that we find. That <laughs> like, would be hilarious. That would be really cool. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll see. You know, you yeah, know I would love happen. it. I'd go. Yeah, right. So where is your next adventures taking you? Um, well, so pretty much there. And then I'll, um, I'm going to meet up with some people probably out in the Pacific Northwest uh, in Oregon and uh, yeah, then I'll see. I mean, I have family out uh, in Montana and, and Idaho. Nice. Uh, so no, I might go. mooch dock for a while. Yeah. There you go. The PNW in that whole area is just so beautiful and it's so van friendly too. Mm -hmm. So you really can't go wrong. We only had the winter opportunity to go to Montana and Idaho. So I think that might be a spot that we wound up stopping on our way south from yeah. Alaska. But we'll see. We really don't know. Everything's kind of always up in the air for us. Just because, like, people reach out and opportunities occur. Yeah, you guys have some things coming up, eh? Yeah. You have to decide about. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, all, all we could do is um, just hope that the universe is sending us in the right path and continue to answer the call when it happens. We need some ladybugs. Yeah, we need some we ladybugs. Need some, well, not specifically, you know, but, like, our own little, so, like, like messenger. Just get that heart chakra full. Let it go. Right. <laughs> I feel like ours or mine is kind of butterflies and it's like the monarch whenever the orange butterflies around, that's like my dad. And, mm. you know, another thing that we have is pennies and dimes mm -hmm. that show up for us. That's, uh, you know, that's my dad kind of saying hello and kind of gearing us in the right path. And I think, um, mm. you know, those are, those are calling sometimes. Mine is blue jays. Blue jays. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. MR. Yep. Yep. Wow. So we, we do have, specific things that we see and uh guide us i think because of where we are we don't see the blue jays that often right now yeah but like sometimes we see them and 
see them in like a, I don't know, like a hat or like a logo yeah. or right. like, yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be the actual bird. Yeah. 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 It's a, the symbolism of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm really glad on the path that we're taking. It's amazing it's to watch you grow. And mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to pass us very soon. I feel like you already yeah. are past us. You're going to pass us very soon. Uh, well, and views and stuff, I think you're done. You're like playing it. Oh, uh, yeah. I, you know, and I just, I I think it's because it is a niche of yeah. Yeah. like women my age who are saying, I can do this. Like if she yeah, can do it, I can do that. And, and cause there's a lot of young couple, you know, like that you guys are like exploding in a, where it's really kind of hard, where there's a, yeah. a lot of other couples that are doing that. It's saturated, um, I, yeah. I'm kind of like, there's not many others that are, I mean, there are, but nothing kind of that. Yeah. Is, is the same where, where they go, Oh yeah, I, c- I can do that. I can do it. Cause that's the comments I get. I like all the time. It's just like, you show me that I can do this. I can do this. Yeah. The fact that you have people out there that are looking at you as an example of who they want to become. Yeah. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's an amazing feeling just helping people grow and become better, better mm-hmm. version of themselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, I'm so proud of all my daughters in that sense. I like, I think they empower me mm-hmm. for me just seeing them be who they are and I mean I I know that I kind of encourage that but at the same time I never felt that and you know I just remembered one time thinking I have to mother myself (laughs) all the advice that I give my daughters I have to turn around on myself and follow that and and really like that has been my guiding my my guiding thing has just been what is causing me the most joy? And if something that I think of doesn't fill me with like immediate kind of like joy and like, yes, this is the right thing, then I kind of put it on hold and go back to it and go no. like, and that, that kind of has been guiding me, you know, and that's why I was like, if with YouTube channel stuff, if it would fit at any time feels hard or like, no, this isn't the right thing. I just like, whatever I can, you know, I mean, thankfully I'm at a spot where, I'm not depending on it so much, um, which I know is a blessing. And that's why I, I, I like to support you guys because that's things like I. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. If you had one, one word of advice for another solo, a solo female traveler, what would it be? Or somebody that aspires yeah. to be one. Um, yeah. Don't let fear stop you. Love it. Cause that, that's it. I, I see so many people who, it's like, oh, they're just afraid. And yeah, you're going to be afraid, but do it anyway. Put up a couple stories on her TikTok or, or clips on her TikTok. And it was amazing mm-hmm. how many women were so fearful of parking alone, boondocking. Oh, that's I mean, my number one video. Like after my van tour, I did the one on safety. That's, that one has been like crazy. And I mean, it, as a male, seeing that, right? And the the spot that she showed was like this lovely little spot in like the little woods and like a little place and it's like a little dirt road. And she was like, you know, and like all the comments are like, I would be terrified to sleep there. But as a ma- you're like, what? As a male, seeing that, like, it makes me feel like, what have we done as males or as people? so wrong that women fear so deeply for their safety mm. or is it a woman trait you know what i mean like is it yeah has it is it something that we've forced over time or is it a trait that women have as being like mothers per se or something like that mm, yeah i don't you know and i don't even know per se like if it is that they are fearful of men i mean i know there are plenty that are but i yeah. think it's just fear of the unknown fear of mm. like what if like all those, all the things that could go wrong. And so your mind just kind of fills up with creepy, you know, we've watched too many movies, yeah. <laughs> like seriously. And, <laughs> and, and never having like been in a situation where there's real fear attack. Like, I think sometimes people are more afraid because they haven't experienced something really scary. Yeah. 
right? Like I remember my daughter would be when, when my other kids would get hurt, she would cry so much. And she had never like until that point gotten hurt herself. And so she would like project all this fear and, and anxiety onto the, the thing that she didn't experience yet. And, but the first time she got hurt, she was like, Oh, it's like, not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's what happens is like, we're, we're like filled with all these like things. And, and, and until you are really in a scary situation where you're just like, fuck, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. That's real. Yeah. All the, like the imagined ones kind of go <laughs> out yeah, the window. Yeah. And, then, and then those imagined ones become less of a thing. Like, and I think well, that's I think it. That's- Yeah. Like what you were saying about, you know, just doing it. I think that's a lot of it as well. Like, don't be afraid, just go and do it. Because once you get out there and you sleep alone in the woods and you boondock in a city and you, you know, nothing ever goes wrong. Or if something does go wrong, you figure it out and you find a solution. I think it's empowering to know that you can, you know, be your own knight in shining armor and, you know, rescue yourself in a sense. I I think what I'm gathering from all this is go into things with an open mind, like mm-hmm. take away all the things that you've seen uh, in movies or in media or in Instagram, whatever it is that you're seeing these things that make you fear, feel these fears and push them away. Say, none of this is realistic. Let me actually uh, go through this situation and then make my opinion on it. I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing is going into things just open-mindedly. Yeah. Yeah. And not, and not to downplay that there are real issues and and things to be afraid of, but yeah, I think that we, our imagination really builds up a lot of unnecessary uh, Mm -hmm. fear. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Thank you so much. And thank Thank you so much for doing this with us, Dee. We really appreciate you. Thank you guys. No, it's my pleasure. And I like, yeah, I jumped at the chance to just like hop on here with you guys and, I'm glad it worked out. Wow, guys. Isn't Dee such an amazing person? We are so glad that we had the opportunity to be able to sit down with her and do this podcast. It was really cool hearing about all of her experiences throughout her life that really taught her to live with less and to kind of not take anything for granted. Yeah, and like the things that she's been through in life are just so much different than like the average person, I feel like. Mm -hmm. The average person has the opportunity to live like in just a normal circumstance, you know, in America. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even, you know, faced with, you know, a housing switch like D was, most people would go to find the new apartment or would go move in with a family member or would, you know, choose a more conventional route. Whereas she was like, heck no, I'm going to do something totally different. And I think because of that, She's had so much more growth. She's had so many more wonderful experiences. She's met so many more beautiful people than she would have. And you could see that, like, in person when you're around her. You could feel it in her energy, when, in her videos and everything that she's doing. Honestly, I, I just feel like she's a great person to be around so that you could grow, too. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go follow Dee, we're going to have the links to her YouTube in the show notes. And if you want to support the podcast, be sure to give it a five-star review wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Yeah, please. Send us a comment or a DM. Uh, that way we could answer your questions. Ooh, we've actually been getting a lot of cool podcast ideas lately. Yeah. A couple people reached out on Instagram and gave us some ideas for future shows that they want to hear about. Yeah, one couple, they actually are quitting their 9 to 5, which is kind of wild because that's kind of what we ask people and tell people, like, this is what we did, you know? Yeah. So if you quit your 9 to 5, we're, we're super excited for you if you're, if you're making that happen. To, like, step into the van life world, whether it's a truck camper, whether it's a, you know, an RV, an SUV, a Prius, you know, a van... We're, we're excited for you guys. Yeah. Were you trying to find them to give yeah, them a little shout out? Yeah, I'm going to give them a shout out. So this one is from Logan Johnson and his partner. I don't know both of their names. Uh, his wife. Uh, they said that they're quitting their 9 to 5 and they're moving to a trunk camper. And they love the topics. All the topics have been extremely helpful. The one thing that they're curious about 
is health insurance. Yeah, so we're going to cover that in an upcoming episode, so be sure to favorite this podcast if you want to learn more about that. Thank you, Logan, and your wife for listening to the podcast, and we are going to catch you guys in the next episode. Yeah, we hope you guys have an F&A night. Hey, everybody knows it's true. Man Life YouTube channel, what they do. Everybody's got to get money. Everybody's about to get money. Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel, F. And a van life over all that.